for tonight. So um, go to Acts 4, verse 32. I just want to read this real quick just to launch us into what we're going to be talking about tonight, okay? Um, So, Lord, would you focus us again? Would you bring us back? Acts 4, verse 32. Now the full number of those who believed were in one heart and soul, and no one said anything. Uh, no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own. But they had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great peace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them. For as many as were owners of lands and houses sold them and brought the proceeds um, of what was sold and laid it at the apostles' feet. And it was distributed to each as any had need. Thus Joseph, who was called who sorry, thus Joseph, who was also called by the apostles Barnabas, which means son of encouragement, a Levite, a lot of descriptions on this man, um, a native of Cyprus, sold a field that belonged to him and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. This is uh, I was in ESV. Um, and I'll be in ESV the whole night. So um, what I want to kind of talk about is, do you guys know what happened right before this in Acts 4? No? So Acts is, quote-unquote, post-Jesus. Okay, if I can use that language here. Acts is Jesus died, raised from the dead, resurrected, is now on the right hand of the Lord in heaven. Okay? So that's where the Gospels end. Do we understand that? And um, do you guys know that the Gospels are all like uh, the same story but different perspectives? Do you guys know that? Cool. So the Gospels end, then Acts picks up right away, right? So Jesus dies, raises from the dead, and now enthrones heaven. Yes? Okay. So now we pick up in Acts, and what in Acts 2 what happened was everybody was hiding all the, all the believers of Jesus were hiding. Um, and then um, 50 days later, after Jesus' um, Jesus's, uh, resurrection, a, a thing called Pentecost happened. Have we heard of Pentecost? Yes. Pentecost. Yes? yes. No. If I, was a, if I was a full-blown preacher, <laughs> I would say Pentecost. Okay? But I'll keep it. Yes, I will explain what Pentecost is. Pentecost is... Um, frankly, a very big deal to us as believers. Pentecost is when Holy Spirit said, hey, I'm going to dwell in you. And he inhabits the earth and says, I'm going to do whatever the heck I want. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's some awesome stuff, yeah? That's really good news to us as believers is we have Holy Spirit indwelling us now. And that's what happened on Pentecost, okay? So it was this big, big display in Acts 2. Um, everybody was uh, speaking in tongues. Um, and uh, everybody was understanding what that other person was saying because that was one way tongues, is, tongues manifests, if you will, is they were all talking in each other's native tongue. Whoa, yeah. So uh, this was before Rosetta Stone, so the Lord just had to do stuff. <laughs> just joking. He still does. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Pentecost happens, and then everybody's like, all right, we're in. As if Jesus raising from the dead wasn't enough, everybody was like, 
we're in. Because on Pentecost, thousands of people got saved. Do we understand this? It was a big deal, okay? Um, it launched to what we get to be a part of today. Isn't that cool? That's really good news, yes? So um, that's where we kind of pick up. Everybody is um, dedicating themselves to the apostles' teaching. They're, they're eating together. They're fellowshipping together. They're doing everything together. They're living life together. As it says in the first um, verse of what we read, um, is uh, the full number of those who believed were in one heart and one soul. Man, wouldn't that be beautiful today? <sighs> Jesus, make it happen. Wouldn't that be cool today? There was no division. Everybody was just in one heart and one soul. Just like, hey, we're going to do what it takes. And the cool thing is um, they kind of had to. They had to be unified. Because uh, what we're doing today hinged on it. Right? We understand that? So um, that's, where we're, that's where we're at. Okay? But this is a sacred series. And this is a sacred series, so um, we're going to talk about something a little bit harsher, rougher than that good news that we just heard, because not everybody was on board. There was some people that were not on board, and that's the story we're going to dive into tonight. Have you guys heard of Ananias and Sapphira? Yep. No? Cool. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Well, we're going to talk about this story tonight, and it's all about... Um, when we withhold from the Lord, bad things happen. Okay, so I just want to read this to um, kind of kick us off. It's going to be the first verse of chapter 5. Okay, so you're already there. First verse of chapter 5. <coughs> Acts 5, sorry. And uh, if you're frustrated with your scripture reading, just open up Acts. Okay? If you're like, hey, where do I start reading the Bible? Start with Acts. Cool. Everybody else says John, but start with Acts. I say numbers, but don't go revelation. Ephesians is not bad. Okay. Ready? Don't start revelation. Yeah. You're like what the heck? You gotta go with Lord. You gotta go with Ready? Acts 5, verse 1 says, But a man named Ananias with his wife Sapphira sold a piece of property. Sound familiar from the verse above, yes? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Uh, there's a reason why that was in there, okay? And verse 2 says, And with his wife's knowledge, and with his wife's knowledge, he kept back for himself some of the proceeds and brought only a part of it and laid it at the apostles' feet. But Peter said, Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart? Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the... Oh, man, I just love the Lord. He just healed both of you guys tonight. Sorry, just just hit me. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Sorry. <laughs> Ananias, why has Satan filled your heart to lie to the Holy Spirit and to keep back for yourself part of the proceeds of the land? While it remained unsold, did it not remain your own? And after it was sold, was it not at your disposal? Why is it that that you have contrived this deed in your heart? You have not lied to man, but you've lied to God. 
When Ananias heard these words, he fell down and breathed his last. And great, whew, and great fear came upon all who heard of it. <laughs> Wonder why. <laughs> the, young, the young men rose and wrapped him up and carried him out and buried him. Verse 7. After, uh, after a short amount of time, after an interval of about three hours, um, his wife came in and not knowing what had just happened to her husband, Peter said to her, tell me whether you sold the land for so or so much. And she said, yes, for that much. I'm sorry, I do this when I read the Bible. I like kind of make it my, my own language. I'm sorry. I should just read it directly. And she said, yes, for so much. But Peter said to her, how is it that you have agreed together to test the spirit of the Lord? Behold, the feet of those who have buried your husband are at the door and they will carry you out. Immediately she fell down at his feet and breathed her last. When the young, man, young, when the young men came in, they found her dead and they carried her out and buried her beside her husband. And great fear came upon the entire church and upon all those who heard these things. Verse 12, I just want to read. Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles. So yeah. That's incredible, right? Yeah. Um, do we live with that much fear anymore? No, I don't. I don't. Um, you know, that's why I kind of feel weird even preaching this one. Uh, because, you know, guys, I don't give everything to the Lord. I wish I could tell you tonight that I do. But I don't. I don't. I'm not there yet. So if you're not there yet, um, let's, let's do it together, yeah? Let's journey through this together, okay? So as I'm preaching through this, um, know that I'm preaching to myself just as much as I'm preaching to you guys, okay? Because, um, uh, uh, yeah, I'm, yeah uh, I'm under possession of the Holy Spirit tonight, so um, I'm, I'm just going to let him speak, okay? So he's going to be preaching to me just as much as I am going to be preaching to you guys, okay? It's the only way this works. Does that make sense? Because if I were to preach this um, uh, and I had this figured out, it would sound a lot different, okay? Uh, but tonight, I do not have this figured out, okay? Um, this is a big deal because uh, the Lord literally knocked these people out. You know, this sounds like Old Testament God. This sounds like a God who was upset and said, I'm pow, I'm done with you. See ya, right? Mm knocked out armies and, and nations back in the Old Testament. And now it's happening post-Jesus. I say that lightly. You guys know my heart, right? Post-Jesus, he's still reigning and ruling, okay? When I say post-Jesus, he's just not, yeah, he's not just walking around on earth anymore, okay? Um, so the, the crazy thing about this is one thing I forgot to mention is earlier in Acts, um, in Acts 3, um, a, a, lamb, a lame man's made well. Okay? So we just heard a little, bit, uh, a little bit later in the book, in Acts 4, that they had everything that they could possibly need. Right? 
We understand this? And then in Acts 3, um, this is the classic, uh, classic quote, if you've been around church, I have no silver or gold, but what I do have, I give you in the name of Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Okay, so it's this guy who's never walked before, and they're saying, hey, I don't have any silver and gold, but I can make you walk again. And this is kind of interesting, because like a couple verses, like a chapter later, they're saying, we have everything that we need. Everybody is selling property. Um, We're booming, right? Business is booming, if you will, okay? Again, you know my heart. But I, I just think it's kind of interesting that they didn't give him money. You know, wouldn't that just be the easier thing to do? That'd be so easy. Yeah, be cake. Be cake to just say, hey, man, sorry you can't walk. Here's five bucks. Leave me alone. Right? What they did is they stopped in their tracks and said, hey, uh, it's kind of weird. It's kind of like they lied to the dude. But then they said, hey, I've got something better for you. Laid hands on him, and then wham. This is the way the Lord works. Do we understand this? The the Lord works this way because he will always um, give us an opportunity to follow him. Right? And, and we talked about this a little bit ago, so sorry if I'm repetitive, guys, but because um, it's, it's guys, I said guys for a reason, okay? Because uh, it was guys' group conversation, okay? Um, in in um, Timothy, it talks about um, fanning the flame, right? Talks about fanning the flame of faith. The Lord will always give you a spark, but it's your job to fan the flame. Do we understand that? The Lord's not going to just say, hey, I understand that your bills are a little tight right now. Here's some, here's some cash. No, he'll say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you up. I'm going to lift you up so that you now have the capacity to go earn it. Does that make sense? If we think of it not in money terms, it makes a little bit more sense. Right? The Lord's not going to say, hey, I'm going to put this obstacle in front of you, and I'm going to give you no way out. That's not the Lord's character, right? That would be silly. No God I want to follow. Yes. He gives us a way out, right? He gives us the way out. That means we have to do something, right? The cool thing is in this story that we just read about Ananias and Sapphira, he said, hey, I provided for you with that land. Now it's your job to decide what you're going to do with it. Right? You guys with me? He's never going to just say, hey, I'm going to give you, I'm going to, I'm going to sell that land for you, and then you can keep it all. Right? He doesn't do that. Do we understand that? He's always going to say, hey, give me what I'm due. Give me what I'm due. It was mine in the first place, right? Do we understand that nothing that we possess is our possession? Yes? Okay, my stunning good looks did not belong to me. <laughs> I'm just joking. But all of my all the money in my bank account, right? This ministry, uh, my wife, all of these things don't belong to me. Do we understand that? Same thing with you guys. Frankly, they don't belong to you. And 
The other cool thing is they don't belong to your parents either. Yeah, it's the Lord's, yes? All of it is the Lord's, you know? And I, I think most of your parents would be on board with that. It's like, heck yeah. You know? My parents would be on board with that, I hope. <laughs> I think so. My parents would be on board with that. Mom, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so... I'm recording tonight. So um, that's, that's kind of the main theme of this message, okay? The Lord will always give you something, but it's your charge. You're in charge of doing the rest, okay? Just like kind of what we talked about last week, where he's going to give giftings out. He's entrusting those with you guys. But it's your job to step out in faith, right? It's your job to go, right? Your job to keep on moving into what the Lord's calling you, okay? So um, I want to kind of, let me read my notes. The Lord is not in the business of spoon feeding. Do we understand that? He's not going to say, here you go. This is it. That's all. And frankly, I'm not in the business of spoon feeding. I'm always going to make you guys come and get it and go and get it, right? Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, okay. So, um, he will give us exactly what we need to assist us along. Okay. He's not going to give me the capacity to do something that I've never done without qualifying me first. Okay. He's never going to call me to do chiropractic work if he doesn't equip me right away. Yes? Yeah. Do we understand that? He's not going to call me to be a dentist if he doesn't equip me first. Okay? Or else, worst dentist ever. Eek. Yes? Do we understand that? Yeah. Uh, frankly, what dentist isn't the worst? <laughs> the, the Lord understood exactly what... Um, the lame man needed to give him the ability to go make his own money. Yes? It's hard as a lame man, especially back then, to get a job. Most of it was laboring, right? Mm-hmm. So the Lord said, all right, I'm lifting you up, and hey, you get to walk now. Oh, now I get to go to work, right? That's what the Lord does over and over and over again, right? He gives us breath back so that we can worship Him more, Right? He cures us so that we can go into Him more. Do we understand this? Yeah. Isn't this cool? Yeah. That's, that's the way the kingdom of heaven works. And uh, like we talked about last week, He gives us a double portion of it. In Isaiah 66, He gives us a double... 66? 55? 66. 66, He gives us a double portion of it. So it's not only I'm going to heal you, but I'm going to give you the capacity for more, and it's actually going to be double of what you ever experienced, right? A lame man doubled it, boom, walking, right? Does this make sense? Yeah. Cool. Um, so isn't it kind of like the, uh, uh, it's, like the, it's like the fish story where they say, I can give a man a fish that'll feed him for a day, but if I teach a man how to fish, he'll eat, he'll eat the rest of his life? Uh, more or less. I, I don't like it because I think Gandhi said it. Well, I think of it in the terms of Jesus. Jesus came up and called us to be fishermen. So God doesn't just give us a fish for a day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he calls us to say, to not just 
doesn't just throw a fish at us. He gives us the pole, and he teaches us how to use that pole. And then we can, we can get even bigger fish, is what I'm saying. Yeah. He gives us the pole. He equips us with the pole, just like he equipped Moses with the staff, and it yeah. leads us to, boom, mm. moving forward. That staff did a lot. Do you know that the staff did a lot? The staff, not only did it separate the Red Sea, but it also freaking struck a rock and water in the middle of a desert. Okay? So, yeah, it's incredible. You know, the Lord will always equip us with exactly what we need to conquer everything that we do need to do. Right? It was no coincidence that David had a sling because that was exactly what the Lord gave him to conquer Goliath. Would make sense? Isn't that cool? That's like really cool. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. So, I want to talk about this Ananias Sapphira story. <laughs> Keep on getting... Okay. I think... Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. Let me shed a little bit more light on it. The Lord says, if you have enough faith, you can make mountains jump into the sea. Yes? Okay. What that looks like is faith. Here's my mountain. Here's faith. Yes? If I keep on hitting that mountain. Kaylee, please listen to this, okay? Listen to this. I think this is going to hit you hard. If we keep on hitting this mountain hard, like if I hit this mountain, this thing in front of me, this obstacle in front of me, I pray once. Maybe it didn't move. I'm sorry, but it's okay. Because the Lord gives us increase of faith. And then he says, hey, do it again. Boom. And we hit that mountain again. You guys with me? Hazley. We hit that mountain again, right? Faith. Right? Slowly but surely, this mountain's getting weaker. Why? Because if you hit something enough, it's going to get weaker. Right? If I hit this wall enough, over and over and over again, something's going to happen. Right? Do we understand this? Same thing if I were to rub my hand like this on this stool for the next six hours, something would happen to this stool. Right? There would almost form a rut. Right? Do we understand this? Isn't this cool? This is cool. So I have to keep on hitting this thing. I have to keep on resisting this thing. And mm, mm, over and over and over again. What? Why? Don't care. I'm punching my hand. <laughs> so over and over again until this thing moves. Yes? Do we understand that? Let me add another level to this. This is all faith can accomplish. Maybe it'll move. Maybe. Over and over again. Maybe it'll move. But faith paired with hope? Gone. Completely gone. 
We understand this. Romans 5, 5 says exactly this. If I continually go at something and then wham, hope comes alongside faith, it's gone. Right? Jaden, how would you describe hope? Um, I would say, you want me to give like the, the cultural definition or you want me to give me like my definition? Biblical definition. Biblical definition. Cultural definition does not work because it's yeah, false. 100%. Um, I think that, you know, as far as the biblical definition goes, Hope is more when uh, you know something will happen because you see it. Kind of like seeing into the kingdom of heaven. Like seeing uh, into the future through the kingdom of heaven. So like, hey, I saw this happen, so I know that it's going to happen. Versus yes. like the cultural, like, hey, I hope it doesn't rain today, you know. It's like, it's knowing. It's more than that, you know. Yeah. What's the world taught us to do? I hope it doesn't rain today, but I'm going to bring an umbrella just, just in case. Yeah. Right? That's, that's hope in the world. Right? That's hope in my own, my own logic, right? But hope in the Lord is, and I gave this illustration to the guys the other, other day, is I've been taking piano lessons with my left hand for years, but I have this stuck hand like this on my right. And I'm praying over this hand to be healed. Nothing happens. And then, I, then the Lord shows me a vision of this person that I'm praying for playing with both hands. That's hope. Because what does that do? You're like, oh, I've got this. The Lord's got this already. It's already been won, right? It's already been conquered. Like, how much more did your prayer change before that vision to after that vision? A ton, yes? Yes? And then you say, hey, I just saw a vision of you playing piano with both your hands. And you're like, oh, my gosh, I've been taking piano lessons for Years. And then wham, you pray over that thing again and boom, release, right? When hope is partnered with faith, you are unstoppable. You understand this? I guess this just turned into part two of last week. You're unstoppable because you have hope and faith in the Lord, right? This is how supernatural is unlocked in your life. We understand that? Yeah. Do you guys know that's a true story? <laughs> Piano hand? True story? Some guy. Isn't that cool? Yeah. That's amazing, right? When hope is partnered with faith, you are unstoppable. The Lord is unstoppable. Because sometimes our faith gets in the way of our prayers. <laughs> sometimes. I'm not saying that it's every single time. So if you're listening to the podcast, don't try to accuse me of that. Okay. It's not every single time, but faith has something to do with our prayers, right? By your faith, you were made what? Well. 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 Yes? That's what Jesus said. I didn't say it. I've never said that. (laughs) Right? Isn't that cool? Just the faith of a mustard seed moves a mountain. Faith has a lot of power. But when we lack faith, and what the Lord does, we turn into Ananias and Sapphira. We understand that? Where we say, okay, Lord, I view you as a provider. You made this fall into my lap, but I'm going to withhold some because I don't have hope. Yes? Hope is knowing that the Lord's going to come through every single time, right? But lack of hope is I'm going to withhold. Right? 
Think of it this way. If we look at the Ananias and Sapphira story with our time. Oh, gosh. With our time. Hey, Ananias, why have you lied to me and the Lord about the time that the Lord gave you? Think of this on your day-to-day. The Lord's given us 24 hours. If you woke up today, you had 24 hours to spend with the Lord, to be present with Jesus, just like Jaden said earlier. Not focused on the presence, because the presence is a place, yes? Do we understand this? But focusing on the present Jesus in our lives, right? This is how we spend 24-7 with the Lord. A couple years ago, I got really frustrated that I had to... uh, I'm not trying to make myself sound holy, okay? So don't take it that way. I got really frustrated because I felt like I was wasting a lot of time sleeping. Okay? And I was like, Lord, I could be spending eight hours with you. But I have to sleep because my body's trained that way, right? (laughs) Right? So what did I do? I said, Lord, would you... Use all of the time that you're giving me for your gain. So, Lord, would you meet me in dreams and visions while I sleep? Guess what? He did. He did. Especially when I fall asleep in his arms. If I don't fall asleep in his arms, yeah, it's a 50-50 shot. But when I fall asleep in his arms and say, Lord, I'm going I'm to pray until I fall asleep. Have you ever done that? Yeah. Have you ever read scripture until you fall asleep? I did this week. Yeah. Hey, there's nothing better than falling asleep in the Father's arms. Do you guys understand this? Yeah. I think that's gorgeous. Don't beat yourself up like, oh my gosh, I'm not, I'm not holy enough. Right? No, that's beautiful. Don't use it as like a sleeping method. That's bad, okay? <laughs> that's bad. That's, that's not being reverent of the Lord, okay? <laughs> that's not viewing His Word as sacred. But read it and say, Lord, hey, I'm just going to read until I fall asleep. Isn't that gorgeous? Isn't that cool? Right? I think that's amazing. Um, so when we look at our time, with this Ananias and Sapphira story, the Lord has given us this amount of time on this, on this day. Let's just use a day, for example. And he's saying, hey, I gave you all that time, but why are you holding some back from me? <sighs> yeah. We were pretty upbeat, right? Why are you holding some back from me? Didn't I, didn't I give you that? Right? We have to think this way. We really do. I'm sorry if it, does, it makes you feel uneasy, but we really do have to think this way. The Lord has gifted us with time. You know, He's gifted us with breath. He's gifted us with life and life abundantly. So we better execute. Right? If I have my eternal glasses on all the time, then I can see Jesus in everything. I could be present with Him in everything, something I'm struggling with right now. Being present with him in everything. You know, where if I walk by somebody in the hallway at school or by by somebody in the mall, the Lord speaks and I know. Because why? I've given him everything. Right? This is, I mean, in this story, it's just talking about land. But when we put it in time, what about treasure? What about our talents? 
What about our lives? What about our lives? What would shift if we had this much reverence and this much fear of the Lord that we said, Lord, you've given me my life? Because you know you ha- He has. Mm-hmm. Do we acknowledge this tonight? Mm-hmm. He's given us life. And not only just life, but abundant life. Yeah. Abundant life. I need um, Blake. Could you look up Galatians 2.20? Uh, Jaden, could you look up James 4.7? Hannah, could you look up Matthew 7.21? Who else has a chargeable Bible? Uh, Madison, could you look up um, Matthew 6.33? And um, Ashton, would you look up Romans 12.1? And Andrew, Job 11.13 through 15. Can you retell me? Ooh, I think it's Matthew seven twenty one. Anybody else? <laughs> that Galatians two twenty. Blake, hurry, hurry, hurry! Who's got theirs? Me. Jay, okay, go. Oh, okay. Not everyone who says to me Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. That sounds like everything. Yes. That sounds pretty uh, black and white. Yes. Not everybody will enter in the gates of heaven if they just say, Lord, Lord, once a week, twice a week, three times a week, but all day long, every single day. Dedication. Yes, that's the will of God. Hey, everybody's always concerned about, what's the will of God over my life? Dedicate your life to him. You're bored as a Christian? Doing it wrong. Cool. Who's next? I got mine. Cool. Galatians 2.20? Yeah. I have an underline. Nice. Uh, I have uh, been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Yes. Uh, So he bought you with his blood. Do we understand this? He bought you with his blood, and he is now saying it's no longer you who live, but it's Christ who lives within you. That's pretty cool, huh? That means I don't have to worry anymore. Because he's already calling the shots, right? I don't have to be insecure anymore because he's calling the shots. He's got it all mapped out. He's got a perfect plan for me. That cool? Yeah. Andrew, I want you to go last. So, who's next? Me. You. You sure it's James 4 7, not James 4 8? Because that one's going to get you. Uh, 4 7. Four, mm-hmm. Just 4 7. You, go, you read both of okay. them. I trust you. <laughs> <laughs> Submit yourselves, therefore, to God, and resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you devil minded. Devil minded? Oh gosh, I was like, frick, what translation is that? <laughs> that is harsh. Take it easy. Submit. Ah, submit. When you hit submit on something, that means you give it all, right? When I say click submit on a test, it means, all right, this is what I'm giving. Yeah? Sometimes not beautiful. Hey, sometimes your life isn't beautiful, but he's asking you to submit it to him. Isn't that cool? Isn't that good news? Ashton, go ahead. 
I have a weird translation. What uh, what verse are you? Romans twelve one. Perfect. Read it. Beloved friends, what should be our proper response to God's marvelous mercies? I encourage you to surrender yourselves to God to be His sacred living sacrifices and live in holiness, experiencing all that delights His heart. For this becomes your genuine Passion? expression of worship. Passion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, sacred surrender. Offer yourself as a surrender to the Lord. Yes? Oh, that's pretty cool, yeah? Do it. You know? I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to end up like Ananias and Sapphira. I don't want to have to answer to that on Judgment Day and say, hey, uh, why'd you do it? You know? I don't want to have to do that. I don't, I don't want to have to sit in the stands while I watch you guys have to do that. That's how I envision it. <laughs> I, that's, I really do. It's like, man, not only am I humiliated in front of the Lord, but I'm humiliated uh, in front of all my brothers and sisters in Christ. Ugh. Ugh. Uh, is there one more? Madison. Madison? Yeah, what's yours? Um, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Seek first. Oh, I thought it was tough to submit your entire life to the Lord. No, just seek him. That's it. Just, just focus on Him. Seek Him, and those who seek the Father will be rewarded and listened to. And boom. Yeah. What verse is it? 633? 633. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Did I... Is everybody done? You. Okay. Read it. 11, 13 to 15, yeah? 11... Um, Joe? Yes. If you would prepare your heart and stretch out your hands toward him, if iniquity were in your hand and you put it far away and would not let wickedness dwell in your tents, then surely you could lift up your face without spot. Yes, you could be steadfast and not fear. Hmm. Read it one more time. If you would prepare your heart and stretch out your hands toward him, if iniquity were in your hands and you put it far away and would not let wickedness dwell in your tents, then surely you could lift up your face without spot. Yes, you could be steadfast and not fear. Whoa. Do we understand this? Cool. Let me explain it. Okay. When it says tents, what do you immediately think? Huh? Your home. Your home? Okay. What else do you think? I think it's like temple. Temple, right? What else is called a temple? Our hearts, our body. Our body is a temple to what? To the Holy Spirit, yeah. So, read it one more time. With that on our minds, now listen. If you would prepare your heart and stretch out your hands toward Him, if iniquity were in your hands and you put it far away, and would not let wickedness dwell in your tents, then surely you could lift up your face without spot. Yes, you could be steadfast and not fear. Isn't that cool? Yeah. So it's saying, if you let injustice dwell in your tents, eek. You're dividing yourself. Right? If I keep it at distance... If I say, no, 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 
he will lift my head without blemish and smile upon me. Do we understand this? That's why this is a big deal. You know, it's not just a big deal because I'm telling you that, oh, hey, we have to submit our entire lives to Christ. That has no power in it, you know, with me saying it as zero, as zero authority with me just telling you to submit your lives to the Lord. But that was a lot of scripture that we just pounded through. And it's all talking about, hey, submit, surrender, give it all, seek. Yes. With everything that we have. Why? It's sacred. His blood is sacred. Do we understand this? Yeah. What he did for us is a sacred thing. It's not something to just say, okay, I believe in that. Thank you. Bye. It's not that. It's, oh my gosh, you did that for me. I'm running headfirst into that. And I'm, I'm abiding in that. And I'm soaking that in. Do we understand this? I think it's an incredible truth that if we don't abide in, we're always going to be frustrated and you're always going to feel an, a, a little bit of an emptiness in yourself because he's the one who satisfies. He's the one who infills. He's the one who gives life, right? If we don't let him have our entire life, we're missing out. We're missing out on everything that he could do for us. And I agree with Jaden's prayer tonight. What happened tonight should be commonplace. Right? Commonplace to a point where we're all healed and made well. And then we're like, well, we're good. Right? In Acts 4, it says that. We were all good. We're all set. We're in one heart and one soul and we're dedicated to the Lord. We're good. I want to be there. I want to be there, don't you guys? I want to be there so bad. I want to not have to worry. I don't want to have to be fearful of anything. I want to walk in complete confidence of the Lord. Doesn't that sound good to you guys? Sounds really good. So do it. Let's try it this week. This entire week, start to finish, let's focus on the Lord, okay? There's this concept of first fruits as as we're almost done. First fruits... Start your day with the Lord. Let Him hang with you the whole entire day. End with Him. Because back in the day, Scripture speaks of first fruits for the next day happened in the evening of the day before. Okay? Start, finish. Alpha, Omega. Beginning and the end. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Cool? Sacred. And if we're scared of Him, we should do this. (laughs) He holds the keys to our eternity. Not to add a little flair on that, but... Uh, Matthew outlines it perfectly in uh, 6.6, chapter 6, verse 6. He says that, um, you know, that's the whole prayer and secret part, but if you elaborate on that, because each morning, wake up, the first thing you should be doing is praying to dedicate your day to the Lord, kind of hang with Him all day, and then each night, thank you for His mercies throughout the day, reflect upon the day, and get ready and prepare your heart for the next. Exactly. That's the kingdom of heaven. I love how it takes it slow. It's not something that you rush through every day that slows down. And so your mind becomes that steadfast place where it's called to be, to where you are now in a complete slow down zone of my time is sacred. So I keep it sacred, which means everything that happens is slowed down, not 
fast time. Slow time. I'm, can I just, I'm just going to read the next couple verses of that after 15 in Job. Okay. It says, oh, so in 16, because you would forget your misery and remember it as waters that have passed away, hmm. and your life would be brighter than noonday. Yes. Though you were dark, you would be like the morning, and you would be secure because there is hope. Yes, Jesus. That's a good truth, huh? Mm. Carry that with you this week. <laughs> yeah? I have good news to share. Ooh. Yeah? This weekend, I got baptized. She I heard. Baptized. I saw the video. Cool. Praise God. Yeah. Congrats. Mm-hmm. That's so awesome. <laughs> so awesome. Cool. Drive safe. Good to see you all. Um, real quick, girls study Saturday. 10 a.m. at FICA. 10 a.m. FICA. Sunday, worship night here, 4 o'clock. Okay? 4 o'clock, open house. Nevertheless. Oh, I don't know.